episode was previously recorded on Instagram. Join us live on at Dare to Bear podcast every Sunday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time. This podcast contains some adult language, so consider listening with headphones or away from children. So hi everyone, welcome to Dare to Bear. Um, we're excited to see you here again this week. We can see our usuals joining in. Bimbo, Halima, Latifa, Doi, T. Ogun, Oma Adoni, Oma I don't know if I say that right. I feel like I don't, but please forgive me. You can correct me in the comments. But thank you guys. Thank you guys for joining. We're excited to see you. Um, the topic for today is the rewards of grief. And um, this is one topic that myself and Bidemi have direct experience with. And, you know, we thought that we would share what our experience has been with grief. Okay. So Bidemi is going to start us off with our usual segments. Um, so what do we have on our cards today? All right. Um, today we are reimagining. And... Um, topic uh the question for today is if you could teach someone something about pain hmm. what would it be and how would you teach it hmm. 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 so i feel like that ties into grief mm-hmm. pain mm-hmm. because our conversation before when we we're preparing for the session you had said pain is a derivative of um, grief, grief. Mm-hmm. So, if you could teach someone something about pain, <sighs> how would you teach it? And what would you say? Ah, oh, let's see. I might have to think about that one for a second. But if I teach somebody something about pain, I think it would, you know, because I'm more of an optimistic person, it would probably be to look for the positive side of things, you know, whatever is causing that pain, um, what could have been, you know, mm-hmm. if you didn't go through that pain and things like that. I think I'll probably point the person in, the, in that direction to have more of a positive reflection of, you know, how they feel about the pain that they are going through. Yeah, so that's what I think. So what would you do? I... Knowing what I know, mm-hmm. and um, based on all of the pain I've had to go through, I'll just say, feel it. Okay. Whatever comes out of that feeling, you take it, mm-hmm. but feel it. I find that uh, a lot of people try to avoid their pain. That's why you find people doing drugs and using alcohol and mm-hmm. all of that. But it's cliche, but they say, oh, it, it, it numbs your pain for one night or for a moment or for days, but it never goes away. I, I totally I, agree with that. I, I, I advise <laughs> to feel it. Just yeah. feel it. Feel everything. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I used to be one that would say, feel it and everything. But initially in the beginning, I wasn't feeling it. Just like you said, I was avoiding <laughs> it. And I was, you know, looking for how to numb this with something else. And, you know, that didn't quite work out the way I wanted it to. And sometimes you might even end up regretting the choices that you make, you know, trying to numb that pain, right? But yeah, so 
But that's the card for today. Guys, let us know. Let us know what you think. If you were to tell someone, you know, something about pain or how to deal with it or how you might have dealt with it in the past or how you are currently dealing with it, you know, if you're going through something right now, let us know in the comment section so that we can talk about that. So, grief. Uh, before we get into that, Alima just uh, gave me a comment that I'm glowing. And I just want to thank the Lord. And Jesus Christ. Here we go. My parents and everybody for this. You see, I like to get... The, uh, I like to take credit, but it's not me. It's really the glory of the Lord. So, thank you, Alima. I'm glad you noticed. I blame you, Alima. I blame you. I just want to say, before anybody comes here to throw any comments at Bidemi, just know the repercussions of it. I might find a way to kick you out of this session. But anyway, now that that um, appreciation has been done and felt, let's get back to the topic of the day. We're talking about the rewards of grief. So, um, Bidemi, can you, you know... I want you to probably, you know, start us off by telling us your own experience of grief. You know, before we even start talking about the rewards. Okay. So, you know, uh, and uh, I don't want us to see grieving as just a person dying. Yeah, there's a lot of opportunities to grieve, right? Sometimes it's losing a friend, not to death, but you guys are just not together again losing a relationship, you know, stuff like that. But the experience, I've, I've had two experiences of loss with death. And one, it's not death, but I didn't really grieve about my last relationship, so I, I can't call it a thing. Wow. But <laughs> the one I had, so I've never had someone close to me die. I've never known someone that died that I knew personally. So I've never understood it until I lost my mom. And when I lost my mom, I still did not, to an extent, even till now, I have not grieved. Hmm. I have moments here and there. Okay, don't let me say I've not grieved. I have grieved, but I have not come to fully accepting uh -huh. that it's done, right? But that's something else. Now, grieving for that, you know, you cry every day for like two years. You cry every night when you go to bed. A lot of things remind you. And all of that but for me grieving is the it, it was a sad experience i did not want to talk about any talk to anybody about it and it would just put me to segue into entitlement why people are grieving mm -hmm. if we go back to see, i don't know who watches skinny girl in transit you would remember when what, what was her boyfriend's name midday yeah when midday's father died Mm -hmm. And then Tiwa made it about her because he wasn't talking to her. I mm -hmm. wasn't talking to anybody when my mom died. I, I didn't want to talk to anybody. And Legit said, don't call me. I don't want to talk about it. So I feel like people grieve in different ways. Yeah. And everybody around them should let them grieve however they want to grieve. Mm -hmm. You cannot be entitled when someone is feeling this type of pain, especially when it's the loss of someone. I promise you, it is, and you know it. When we talk about heartbreak, and this is not to shit on everybody's experiences, but when people say, oh, it broke my heart, oh, she broke my heart, people do not understand the mm -hmm. actual, literal meaning of heartbreak. Mm -hmm. When you see someone you know or love mm -hmm. lying there, dead, your heart actually aches. You feel the pain. Mm -hmm. 
And it was after my mom died, I realized that nothing could actually help me, make me feel, make me say, oh, someone broke my heart. Because mm-hmm. that is actually that shattering experience right there. So yeah. that's my experience with grief. I'm still dealing with it. Oh, I'm learning to cope. It's been years. So it's better. It, it, it doesn't get better, but you learn to live with it mm-hmm. as it goes. Mm-hmm. So what's your own experience? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, for those that don't know, I also have the same experience. I lost my mother and we were very, very close. And during her last years, you know, when she was ill, I was very close to her illness as well. So, you know, that made it extra tough for me. But when she was going to pass, I think it was even you I called video me, right? When, you know, the doctor had told us that, yeah, you know... just a couple of days left for her to go. I picked my phone. I called Bidemi because she had experienced that kind of um, call in the past. And then all she told me was, I don't really have any advice to give you because you're just going to have to feel it. Like this, this, there isn't like a manual for, you know, how you're supposed to feel or anything like that. And that's what it was. From the moment I was told, you know, that she was pronounced dead, you know, I busted out crying i was in my friend's house and all of that and i was thinking okay so what next what's you know what happens now this is somebody that's been in my life all my life you know and it's literally my best friend what's gonna happen so i started doing research right because that's me i'm the kind of person that feels like there's a scientific answer to everything i started doing research and i found the seven stages of grief which was supposedly supposed to tell me how I'm going to be feeling. And those seven stages where the first one is shock, when you're like, you know, in paralysis, when you get the bad news. Um, denial, when you're trying to avoid the inevitable. Um, anger, you know, you're frustrated, you're pouring out all of those emotions, like, why did this happen to you? Um, there's bargaining. Okay, at this point, you start to think of, okay, so, so what's the way out? Like... I can't continue to feel like this, right? Then there's depression where now you realize that, okay, this has really happened. And then you start getting depressed about the situation. Then testing, this will probably go in line with like, you know, experimenting, um, suppressing the pain. You now start looking for different things to do to suppress that pain. And then you eventually accept the situation and, you know, then you move forward. So when I saw that, I was like, hmm, so this is my roadmap (laughs) to acceptance, right? Mm -hmm. But trust me when I tell you that it did not go this way for me. These seven stages, I mean, I could see how these stages would have worked in other things that have griefs, like maybe relationships or things like that. But when it came to like my mother dying, it did not go this way for me. I think... I wasn't in shock because I knew it was going to happen. So, and I wasn't in denial because, you know, so I skipped those two parts. I probably skipped to the third step of anger and then went through from anger to acceptance. I think that's how it was for me. But one key thing for me is it was a time for me to really hold on to my faith. Um, for those that don't know, I'm a Christian. And 
to be honest that was the only place that i could find solace because my friends couldn't help me because they couldn't relate even those that could relate could not really help me because it would be relieving their own experiences you know and it's not as if they are experts at it they are still dealing with it and trying to figure it out my family could not help me because we're experiencing literally the same pain so it's like the only person that could help me was god and all of the things that i all of the times that i was sitting down by myself asking myself questions why us why did they have to happen this way things like that i had to hold on to a bible verse uh, proverbs 3 5 that says um trust in the lord with all your heart and lean not onto your own understanding so i had to like you know just give the whole situation to god to know that yo you cannot explain what happened don't try to look for the answers you know it's happened you just have to feel it and move forward with it you know so i think that's what my ex my initial experience was like and for me to be this okay today is me still holding on to god right and holding on to the beautiful memories that i had with her vessels yeah. you know the horrible ones that i had towards the end you know when she was ill and all of that so sometimes i could just lie down and just remember something that she said in the situation and start laughing by myself you know things like that mm -hmm. yeah so i think that's what my that's what my initial experience with grief was yeah, so I'd like us to, because not everybody uh, that's listening has probably lost someone, so I don't want us to dwell on that. Like I said, grief on, about different things. It could be relationships, it could be um, whatever it is. It's not necessarily have to be dead, right? Mm -hmm. We are just speaking from the experience that comes closest to us. Uh, so I'd like us to shift gears a little bit and just talk about our actual topic, the rewards mm -hmm. of grief. And then we can tie that into pain because like we said earlier pain is what you feel after going through all of this right you feel the pain of losing losing someone you feel the pain of losing a relationship you feel the pain of losing a friend you feel the pain of losing a job or a yeah. job prospect um how does that how do you see that as a reward because some people will ask because even when i when i would when some things would happen to me and then people would tell you, don't worry, you'll be fine, best things happen to the best of us and stuff like that. And then I would ask myself in my head, to what then? Mm -hmm. What is the good thing that can come out of this, you know? So at that point where you're feeling like it's all done, everything is over, right. what, how do you, how are you able to pick up rewards hmm. from that? Well, personally, I think the only way you can transition to opening your eyes to the rewards is to make personal choices because the pain is not going to go away right you're going to continue to feel that pain and then but then you have to like start to make a choice to know what you want out of that pain do you want to continue sulking and not move forward or do you want the pain to motivate you not to feel this same way again so let's say for an example case in point um you lose a job right that you had invested time in over you know for like a lot of years you've mm -hmm. grown in that company and then probably they had to let you go right and maybe you're blindsided you were not you, you, you didn't see this coming when they're going to let you go 
you would feel a lot of pain because like you said you're losing a lot of stuff you're losing income you're losing purpose at that time because you've been in that space for a while you don't know what your purpose is anymore and you have two choices either you sit in that pain like we said it's going to be there it's not like it's not going to be there either you sit in that pain and continue to sulk and you know wonder why me why was that part of people that they caught off blah blah or you go back to reevaluate your situation to say okay so how was i blindsided how am i not prepared for this situation you know and then it gives you the reward of reflection for you to know that if you ever find yourself in this position somewhere else you're not going to be as blindsided because now you've been prepared right that's one or two sometimes it gives birth to entrepreneurship for someone else right and then you're like you know what that dream i've always wanted to pursue and this job has been in the way of it this is probably the time for me to take that leap right so for that case that's how i would explain it you know it could mean different things in different cases but that's an example of how your grieving can actually lead to rewards or a rewarding situation yeah i agree with you i would say that for me and everybody's experience is different yeah but just for me i'd say my pain is almost like a drug that's my drug that's mm -hmm. my motivation so the biggest loss i felt is obviously my mom um but i found that everything that has happened to me that have caused me pain i have used it as a weapon right holding it as i do life and saying this thing is never gonna happen to me again I mean, except ones that I cannot control, right? right? So I'll give you an example. When I was in SS2 in secondary school, high school for the Americans, I repeated. I had to repeat the class because I didn't do well, mm -hmm. right? So I took that and I said, I'm never going to do something twice again in my life. Mm. I made that vow to myself that day. I would never, ever do anything twice again. And I promise you, that was, I want to say, 12 to 13, 14 years ago. Mm -hmm. I came, I, I went to Babcock, I never had a carryover. Mm -hmm. I, it's not like I'm the smartest, mm -hmm. but I used that pain, the, the, the pain that I felt when I repeated the class, the pain that I felt when my dad was talking to me about it, the pain of seeing my mates right. graduate, and right. I, I still had to stay one more year. I used that pain and I used it as my motivating, motivating force. Mm -hmm. If the cutoff mark for a class is 50, if I get that 50, that's fine. I just will never do this again. And I took that throughout my four years in Babcock, yeah. doing everything, making sure that I never, I would never do something twice again because I, I never let that pain go. So yeah. I use it. I use my pain. It's a driving force. It's almost sick for mm. me, honestly. Because even if you open my photo today, my photos on my phone, the first thing you'll see is my mom on a dying bed. I have the picture. Yeah. A lot of people tell me to delete it, but I'm never going to delete it. Because every time I see it, and I don't even consciously go to look for it, I just open my photos for anything, and I just see it, and I'm just like, this is it. This is why I'm, I have to continue. This is why I have to continue to struggle. So my pain, I use it. I, it fuels me, it drives me, it, push, it makes me push like to do whatever I can do. And I feel I feel it. A lot of people, like we said earlier, they avoid their pain. I don't mm -hmm. avoid it. I, I actually 
think about my pain. Mm-hmm. I, if I go back, I have 2020, hindsight is 2020, right? So you never forget that, especially if it's something very as eventful as losing your mother. You're never going to forget that. So I sit down on my own and I go back to that day in my head. I mm-hmm. use that pain, all of the pain I felt there. I almost even sometimes I cry, but I take it, I use it. And then it, it, it for some reason energizes me. Like it reboots you. That's the word I was looking for. It, mm. re- it reboots me. Because you face a lot of circumstances in life. Sometimes I'm just stressed from work. Sometimes it's just the most random thing. But then I go back to the hardest time. Right. And still, what I had to do most in my life. The hardest thing I had to do in my life. Which was relieve that. Right? Go through that pain. Mm-hmm. And then I take that, my strength from there. That, hey, if you could get through this. Right. You can get through anything. Right. So that's where I say I use it and I I make sure I feel it. I do not avoid it. I use my pain to, uh, it's almost like I use my pain to become, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. you don't, well, it's like I'm in competition with someone mm-hmm. and the person doesn't know where I'm coming from. Mm-hmm. Aside from all of the other factors that are my strengths, I have that pain where that person probably doesn't have or right. doesn't use the way I use. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that gives me an edge over everybody. I think what that pain has done for me in relation to my mom's death is first, and I was just having this conversation with my sister right before this, I am now almost completely numb to someone's passing. Yeah. I mean, maybe the next time I'll feel that kind of pain again when somebody passes will probably be if another member of my family that I'm close to passes. But like, now I feel almost numb when you call me and tell me or somebody passed now it's not to say that i don't empathize with you or i do not care or anything like that but the initial fear that i had of somebody that i know that is close to me passing that fear is gone because i've conquered it already the worst person i could ever think of you know ever passing has passed so i've conquered that fear the second thing it does for me is now it's like i see clearly now what what life is supposed to be about now i see what life or what it really is you know there are so many things that you aspire to before you witness somebody's the end of somebody's life and then you now start to reflect to ask yourself so what's the reason why you were aspiring to all of these things because you can't take them away they're i mean they're gone you know So, like, my mom, for example, all of her clothes or her jewelry, her money, everything, you know, she didn't go back with pin. We didn't bury her with any of it, you know? Exactly. So, I I start to think to myself that, so why do I have to invest so much in all of these things? Now, I am, I live my life more intentionally and more purposefully. Like, if I just want enough. I don't want too much before you know you would aspire to have more than you need you know and things like that but now i've come to a point where if it's enough i'm not going to look for anything more than that that's it i'm fine you know yeah uh i also like to talk about feeling in for i know we've been throwing off the word feel up and down but i'd like to actually talk about it i don't don't get your point of view with regards to feeling right because a lot of people do not understand, I think do not understand the importance of actually feeling how you are feeling. 
and we've talked about this before but i am very good proponent of let people feel how they feel i don't like to dismiss people's feelings so when it comes down to things like grief and pain and all of the things people have been through in life you need to feel it feelings are for feeling mm -hmm. and there's a misconception that feeling is only for when you are happy that's when you can only feel that every other thing that you're feeling is not really something you should feel so yeah. when it comes just find a way to get to that happy mm -hmm. get to that happy feeling mm -hmm. don't feel the rest but no you gotta feel everything you have to feel feelings are for feeling you are supposed to feel happy you're supposed to feel sad you're supposed to feel pain you're supposed to feel hurt mm -hmm. you're supposed to feel everything mm -hmm. because whether you like it or not when you feel that feeling especially pain right, right. it's a fuel it's, for, it's a fuel for revolution right? right so when my mom passed i felt pain and i'm so sorry i keep going back to my mom passed, but that's the biggest pain i've ever had to feel in my life right, right? so when she when she passed i felt pain i don't know if it was you i was telling or one of our other friends but i said this pain i felt mm -hmm. it was uncontrollable i had to feel it i didn't have a choice right <laughs> but i will never let any man or woman born of a woman make me feel pain again right. it's just never going to happen All right because especially if i can control it if you can't that and i feel like that's a double-edged sword because it affects me somewhat where i don't i will not give myself to you 100 percent or give myself to a person because i don't want you to get me to that place right. where i'm going to feel that right. but at the end of the day i think that it is important to feel all of these things because what i realized when you when i felt everything i felt was because you can actually feel pain you can feel and survive you can feel everything mm -hmm. and still mm -hmm. survive uh it won't kill you what you because you will think that shit. you know before you lost someone you're probably thinking that how will i ever cope if i lost someone in life you would think that it would literally kill you well it won't kill you you're gonna feel it you're gonna feel it every day you're gonna feel pain you're mm -hmm. gonna cry but you're gonna be fine yeah. You can take everything. You can take it all. You just keep surviving every day, right? That that's how I feel about that. Mm -hmm. honestly. But it's important for us to feel. feel I mean, feel, feel everything. I totally agree with you know you saying that you should feel because if you don't feel, you cannot know what's on the other end of the door or on the other side of the door. You have to go through that door. You can't just ignore it and continue to break through walls till you find something else on the other side mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. whatever it is that you are grieving or you know or that you are running away from grieving just know that when you go through it successfully intentionally purposefully then once you get to the other side it will be a a, a journey that you would not necessarily be happy that you went through but you would appreciate the fact that you got to the end of that journey mm -hmm. and i mean it's the same thing for us thinking in in hindsight of you know losing one's close family member or right. losing a job or I, i've felt all sorts just like you have you know i've felt relationships that i really wanted to work out and then mm -hmm. i had to grieve those you know the, right. the nursing the heartbreak right. and things like that some of those pains are not comparable to each other but for me, for the relationship part of it, I appreciate every relationship that I grieved. And that's because 
again i was able to reflect to know that the next time i'm going to the next one i am not going to do x y z you know i'm i'm not going to tolerate x y z or i'm going to be more xyz whatever it is you know Mm -hmm. then i had like a proper plan to combat the next one so that right i don't want to say combat as if i'm going to you know beat the next person that i'm with but yeah (laughs) no i I get what you're but basically you're able to outline what you want for yourself right yeah and yeah i I think that's how pain can be very very useful and you can turn it to work for your good yeah i I came i came across one uh something where so you know people that are always happy no matter what mm-hmm. no matter everything they're always just happy go lucky you know it just never no not like you yeah. it never sat well with me i was telling my colleague one day i'm like i don't understand there's this lady here she's just always happy always hello 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 and i know i'm not that person right but mm-hmm. at the at the end of the day there has to be a word it just did not sit well with me. People were even at the lowest point of their life. Mm-hmm. They are so happy and just jumping as if nothing is happening. And I've always wondered, this is wrong. But then my sister-in-law, which is my friend also, she posted something which defined what I've been thinking. Mm-hmm. Toxic positivity. Mm-hmm. That's the word for it. Mm-hmm. People that are always so positive mm-hmm. about if you're telling them, oh, your house got, your $50 million house just got gone, oh, it's okay, it's fine. <laughs> no, that's, talk, and that, that's another thing we're feeling, right? Those people, they avoid pain. So you notice that they're always, and, and I'm not saying don't be positive, but when it becomes, there's something also called toxic positivity, where you're just always so positive about everything. And I kind of think, though, that those kind of people, when they're left alone by themselves, they are that's not what I was like, say. yeah, they're exactly. not like that. It's yeah. just um, trying to make an impression that they have it together. Mm-hmm. And there are people that, and I can relate a little bit, people that want, always want to have a sense of control over every right. situation. Because I know myself, too, I can be one of those people that mm-hmm. I want to have control of every situation. I can, you can call me and, and I'll be like, yeah, I'm all right, I'm good. But only my pillow really knows what's really going on. Mm-hmm. Right? My pillow yeah. is the best thing that is the only thing that can tell you. She is not good. I've been wet all day. Exactly. <laughs> you know? But, yeah, so I feel like those kind of people, the toxic positivity that I would like to pull is those that don't let you see that there's something wrong, that they always find something positive in everything that you're saying. So say, for example, you are the one with the issue, right? And you come to me saying this thing is bothering you and all of that, and you're probably actually grieving that situation. And then I come to you and I tell you, don't worry, you'll get over it, everything will be okay. Now, before we get to that point, for me to start telling you that everything will be okay, I would rather prefer to empathize with you and acknowledge the fact that, okay, this is some shit you're going through. Like, this is some shit. Thank you. I know why you're feeling this way. You should feel this way. So you have to first, like, you know, acknowledge that before you now transition to... So everything will be okay. Because sometimes everything will not be okay. My mom is not going to come back from the dead. So don't tell me everything is going to be okay. 
Adapt. Don't avoid the situation. Actually, actually, uh, sorry to cut you, but then again, thinking about it, you know, um, most of people that are from where we're from, that's Nigeria, right? When somebody that's close to you passes, what they tell you is you'll be fine. You have to be strong, you know, things like that. They'll make you have this imaginary <laughs> uh, Voltron that you're supposed yeah. to become all of a sudden yeah. once and, this and happens. That, and that's not fair. And some, that's something we need to unlearn as a, yeah. as a society, especially in Nigeria, Africa generally. Nigeria, they do that a lot. Where when, when my mom when my mom died, I was on the phone with a friend, and she was telling me, "Don't cry, don't cry." Mm -hmm. And I'm like, "Yeah, what do you mean? Mm -hmm. Like, don't worry." Remove your, don't worry about it. Everything will be fine. And then, so I learned because I am exposed. So I learned that I have to feel everything I'm feeling in order to be alright. Even as funny for the men, the men they'll tell you she should be occurring. That's act like a man. That, exactly. That's where I was going. So my friend, <laughs> yeah. her husband, her, her, her husband's father died, and then she was like, ah, he's been crying since morning. I've told him to. It's okay for him to be. And I'm like, no, 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 no. You are making a big mistake. Let him cry. Let him grieve. That's his dad. You can't tell someone to be a man. Or whatever, mm -hmm. because and it go it boils down to I mean this is a whole different topic, but what they do to our men, because men are let, are taught from a very young age to be a man, mm -hmm. be strong. They are saying all of the characteristic like crying, like caring, right. like being empathetic is feminine. Right. So they don't want men to look feminine. It's so a they sign don't of let weakness. men exactly. It's a sign of weakness. Mm -hmm. All feminine, right? We're that's a girl thing. But it's not a girl thing. That's why you have grown-ass men yeah. misbehaving, mm -hmm. domestic uh, violating mm -hmm. girls, doing all of these things because they have been taught rich right. since they were kids. Right. And so I feel like... you have to let people feel. Yeah. And I, if you don't let people feel like that, or if you just take them straight from them feeling to them thinking that everything is going to be okay, you rob them of that journey. You rob exactly. them of the of the rewards exactly. that are supposed to come out of that right. journey, you right. know. So some people, when, when you are talking about something that's painful to them, some people just want to go away from it. And, and, and they, are, they mean well, but I feel like they don't understand that people have to go through this process. Because how do you? So, so pain is not like Glennon said, you know, right. Them, right? Pain is not tragic. It is suffering that is actually tragic. But if you, it, but suffering is what happens when we actually avoid that pain. Right. Because when we are sitting down now and something happens and I'm telling you, yo, we are so, 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 and then one of our other friends just say, oh, forget about it, let's go drinking. We go drinking. It's fine. I'm still going to suffer for it. For when that pain gone. that you did not let me feel then, right? So... And actually, that's not even just letting you avoid the situation, but they are also avoiding confronting it. Right. So sometimes exactly. some people don't know how to be there for you in that mm -hmm. moment because they, mm -hmm. they can't relate, they've not been there. Right. And I want people to, you know, chime into this conversation if you've experienced any of the facets of, you know, what we're talking about. If you've yeah, been somebody that will console or has been consoled or has yeah. been avoided or is avoiding, let us know in the comments, you know. Uh, especially as if being, being there as a friend for people, if you've ever been in a situation where you had to be there as a friend and you didn't know what to say, it, it's, it's very, very... Because I remember one of our friends, when your mom died, she asked me, I don't know what to do. And I said, just, just stay on the phone with her. That's okay. You don't have to say anything. Yeah. Just be there. Yeah. You know, and sometimes you don't, you feel like you need to have like a script 
or no, you're under pressure to say something that will make the person feel better right you don't at don't. all you know so sometimes just just go with the flow whatever energy the person gives you at the time just go with it don't right. try to control the person's emotions by saying oh no don't feel that way you know she would not want you to be crying she would want me to be crying <laughs> you know or she won't want you to be sad right now or things like that yeah, those are like some human emotions that you just can't you know you 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 just can't skip yeah exactly we should feel and people that don't know how to handle the situation and try to remove people they mean well but you are removing me from a you are not letting me experience the process right. even with caring right let people feel how they feel you cannot tell someone not to feel what they are feeling oh right. it's okay you'll be fine yeah. oh you know in the most the most random things ever and this right. this has to do with everything if someone offends you and, and, and you come to me with it i'll sit down with you i'll understand why you're upset if it's not justified it's okay i'll tell you later but in that moment i will let you be upset mm -hmm. so when i call someone sometimes you call someone especially nigerian men and you want to rant mm -hmm. and they're just like oh it's okay it's but then they, they try to find even forget nigeria my dad i was calling him like two weeks ago i was saying ah, Daddy, I'm just tired of this coronavirus, this disease. My dad was like, I, I, I was like, I want to go out, I want to go with my friends. And my dad was like, but you have your sisters at home. And right. my dad, I'm like, that's not the point. Right. Let me feel how I'm feeling. I know that my sisters are at home. I know that I have, yeah, but yeah. I'm still feeling like I want to go out. So right. we need to unlearn letting people, like people, like, oh, people have bigger problems. You know, it's not fair. Let yeah. People, Everybody's just or, or always trying to like prefer a solution for everything. Yeah, I was everything. very guilty of that. I used to always like um, I used to go head in solution first, you know, with everything, my friends, you know. But I had to unlearn that. It was very very hard for me because that's all I knew, you know. Yeah. But I had to unlearn that. So someone just put in the comments. This is Halima. She said, as a friend, I couldn't do anything or relate to the pain. So all I could do was just be there. Just be there. Yeah, and I can testify to that because. She was there for me when my mom passed. She couldn't do literally anything. In fact, the whole time my mom was sick, she she's not a doctor. She's not you know a psychologist or, or you know a therapist to help me or anything. But the most little things that she did to just help me to cope with the situation right. was what she did, and I, I'm yeah. always going to be grateful for that. Yeah, uh, being there for someone is not by buying stuff or talking. You literally sometimes because trust me, eighty percent of the time, whatever you have to say, they know it, or someone else has said it. You really do not have to say anything. Right. Just let us feel your presence. Let us know that you are there. Let that person know that you are there. Right. Let that person feel listened to and that's one right. thing i really cherish about your uh, friendship me and you i feel i can talk to you and you would listen to me sometimes there's no solution sometimes mm -hmm. okay after we are done what else? okay nothing we go back to it. Right. go back to deal with it i know that i'm gonna have to deal with it right. but the fact that i know that i have an outlet that i can talk exactly. i can talk to you about it it's it, it, so let us try to be that person for people the person right. that someone can call and just talk just because yeah and also be vulnerable to share you know you have to unlearn the whole i don't want to share that's the deepest side of me you know that's something that i don't want somebody else to say something wrong so i don't want to share it with them 
I mean, take your time. Nobody's saying you have to do it right away, but just make sure it comes out of you eventually because you are robbing yourself of the rewards that could come out of it. It might feel difficult. It's like, you know, putting raw gold through fire until it becomes something that is marketable, right? So just make sure you put yourself through that fire. It might be painful. It might be hurtful, but you would feel the value of, you know, what you went through at the end of the day and you're going to be grateful for it. For me, you know, like I said earlier, I think of life completely differently now, completely differently. Like there are so many things that don't mean anything to me anymore. Like things that I'm like, I'm not interested no matter how expensive yeah. it is. It doesn't mean that I can't afford it. I can uh -huh. afford it, but I would rather spend it on something else or uh -huh. I would rather not even spend it at all and keep it or maybe take it towards something that will be more purposeful or more intentional. Uh -huh. You know, people wonder, ah, why are you still wearing Ankara everywhere? Let's, why are you still kidding? Okay. Bruh, it's enough for me. I'm not going to take the rest of it anywhere I'm going to. So, if it's enough for me, it's enough for me. So just please put yourself like in the position for you to go through that so that you can you can have that rewarding experience at the end of the day. I agree, I agree. And um, you have to trust yourself to know mm. that you are strong enough to handle everything, to handle the pain. It's hard. We are saying feel it. It's, it's hard. It's very, very difficult. I'm telling you, I, it got to a point, I started drinking. I started drinking too much. When it got to some point, I had to go talk to someone. So me telling you to feel it, it's not that it's easy for me. Right. It's just that I, it's like training, undergoing training. I've trained myself. I can stay alone for 10 minutes and just bring up all of that emotion in me. But it took months. It right. took time. It took a lot of mistakes. I went, I drank. Some people use drugs. I was using alcohol. Right. to numb the pain so a lot of people use different things it's not easy and the feeling, feeling is still not over the feeling is forever still, yeah, still exactly. here. as we're talking about it we're still feeling it as a matter right. of fact let me just you know say this real quick this topic was, one of, was supposed to be one of our first topics when we started the podcast but we kind of have been you know avoiding it pushing it pushing it because the both of us are really really close to the topic and mm -hmm. It took a lot to to get us here to want to like yeah. talk about it with people, you know. Right. But, but, but we yeah. just have to do it. We have to do it because we think that it is very important and it makes see, like you said, nothing, nothing, nothing. You don't do anything like you don't care about a lot of things anymore. That 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 reward of feeling for me has really made me a whole different person. Like I felt like when my mom died, it was like a switch. It was like something changed in right. in my life where. There are a lot of things that are so valuable to me now that I didn't care about before. And there are things that I care about before that I don't even care about again anymore. It doesn't, I don't care. Now I care about myself, family, person, people, you know, the, people, the pursuit of happiness. The littlest things excite me, you know, instead of all of the whole life that you would have lived if you've not had to. Right basically metamorphosed into a whole different person. Right. I do not wish the death of anybody on anybody, but I think that there has to be a breaking point. Besides that, you don't wish it, but honey, it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. <laughs> it's gonna happen. Let me just break that news to you. You are going to feel... Yeah, you're gonna feel grief. You, you can't live this life without feeling grief, no mm -hmm, matter what. Mm -hmm, it's like... Mm -hmm. 
Except God forbid you want to die before your parents. Nobody wants yeah, that wish. So God, there's God, no way you are going to feel it. You are going to feel it. And um, like I was saying though, I think that it is important that you can trust yourself, know yourself enough and trust yourself. Mindfulness, like right. our coach was telling us last weekend, right? Know mm. yourself enough and trust yourself enough that I am strong to handle this pain because it is necessary in the process of in my process of becoming. Look right. at me now. I'm not there yet, but mentally, I think I'm very, very sound because I had to go through all of that pain and I felt everything, every inch of heartache. I felt it right. to be able to be this person and it helped me through my process of becoming because what is more scary for me is more than feeling pain, pain for a, 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 a short period of time. Mm -hmm. What is more scary for me is missing my becoming missing right. who i would be right because i refuse to go through that process and because of that you know um that reflection on your deathbed right what exactly. are you going to be thinking about what are you going to be thinking about you know so, do you want to think about because when <laughs> there's such an emotional and there's so much beauty to feeling all of this right because you are connected in a way that is not normal for everybody Right. So, and that's why I told you last time, the things that, the people that annoy me the most, my biggest pet peeves are people that are not just curious about life, like right. people that just live. Because there's so much beauty in feeling and appreciating everything that's around us. You know, you got to start, don't just stay on the surface. You have to right. scratch the surface. You cannot right. let, like, you cannot just pass, pass through life. You, have you to can let just coast life. through it. Yeah, people like to coast. Because they think that, well, it's not the best way to live. It's not the healthiest way to live. It's not the fulfilling way to live. Right. So I'll just leave you guys with this. Feel it all. Right. That's what I'm going to say. Yeah, feel everything. And I have a card from my best self for the last segment. And today, now this is one card that we were supposed to share last week. But myself and Bidemi, when we saw it, we were like, oh my God, I we don't know. Topic. We have to change. We're like, no, I don't think we can share this card because even we can't speak to it, you know. But I mean, we're trying to choose courage over comfort, right? We're trying to get out of our comfort zone, so we have to do it. And I feel like this is the best topic that relates to this card. And today, what we're challenging you to do this week is to write your eulogy. Write your eulogy. So. If you don't know what that means, basically when you when somebody passes, you know, there's someone that comes up to talk about the person's life, who the person was, how the person affected people or not. <laughs> you know, someone that comes to give an account of your life, you know, and mm -hmm. tells people that are present at your memorial service who you were. So now, think back to what would you like people to hear about who you were right and that's your eulogy so we want you to take that time this week to write that and don't just write it and say ah you know what they mean was 30 she was a 30 billion gang girl she was a this one she was a down one you have to think really really deeply about this one and it doesn't have to be where you are right now it could also be you know, a vision of where you would, you know, want to be 10 years, 20 years from now and all of that and all what you would have loved to achieve in the world. Right. And those are part of the things that you can hold on to as your rewards 
you know of going through that pain of reflecting to see who you truly are inside mm-hmm. so this is gonna be really tough i'm gonna try to do it ah, i'll let you know how that goes next week <laughs> but don't be scared write your eulogy and you know aspire to your own eulogy don't aspire yeah. to someone else's life aspire to your own eulogy and yeah. you know I think that wraps it up for this segment. Um, uh, we just had um, one um, announcement. Uh, so we thank you guys for joining us since we started this. You guys have been very supportive, posting everywhere. We've basically achieved everything that we're set out to achieve because, it has, like I said, it's always been the worst thing. She asked me to just join. But it's our thing thing. now. It's our thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's, Every good thing has a mid-end. So, (laughs) next week will be our final episode for this first first season. season, We'll be back uh, probably later in the year. We'll announce that. But next week will be our final episode. It's been so good talking with you guys. Um, This has been the best Thing that came out of quarantine for me i don't know about you but uh having to bear having to speak because i've always felt like i had a lot to say but i've never been able to say it and this mm-hmm. has given me such avenue and we have a whole podcast out of this so right. i've really enjoyed it i hope you guys have been able to enjoy it with us um so we're well, just like to speak to that a little yeah so <laughs> yeah i know you guys are upset don't be upset guys we'll be back really really soon before you know if it if you want season fifth don't dare to <laughs> We're actually going back to get better for you guys, you know. So um, we're going to be researching more topics. So don't worry. Like, what would I do on Sunday nights? Don't worry, darling. We'll be back. Here's something you can do, though. We have all of our episodes on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, on Google Podcasts, and every other podcast channel you can think of out there. We're also on Anchor FM. So you can go back to re-listen to all of our um, previous episodes Episodes, in case you need reminders about what we've Uh talked about. Uh We are, our season is off, but we are not out. So you can still connect with us, you know, on our Instagram page or our Twitter handle, Uh um, our Death Bear Pod. You can DM us. Feel free to chat with us. We can do all of that. Okay. And we don't know what to tell you at this point. <laughs> also, please, you can also share suggestions on you know topics yeah. that you would want to hear next season. We're going to be bigger, yeah. better. We are going to be bigger. We are coming back. We're going to See, go next, we're going to be kitting up. When you see us yeah. next time, you will not recognize us. We are going. Hey, we are going to be kitting up next time. Yeah, so. so we have to go. And this was like a pilot for us. We've seen it. We've seen what it involved. We liked it. So. We're going to go get better and then come back to you guys with better topics, more life experiences. Right. And, um, yeah, you know, it's just going to be fun all through. We don't know when, but we promise we'll be back before the end of the oh, year. Oh, we'll be back before the end of the year. That's for Definitely sure. Definitely before the end of the year. And we'll be announcing our next supporter of the month next right. Sunday, too. So it's going to be a very nice episode. Oh, yeah. Sunday. By the way, another thing for you guys to look forward to on the final episode of this season... It's not going to be just the both of us. You are no. coming on. So we're going to be calling people. You can send in your request. We have like, you know, a short list of people that we're going to be talking to first. But you yeah. can also send in your request. 
Next week is a complete chat session. Complete Come and bear with us. Everything we've talked about from the beginning. We want to know. Okay, we are testing you now. Yeah. We are going to talk to you about episode one. What did you think about what we, when we spoke about societal mirror? Um, what did right. you think about all of that, right? So we, this is an opportunity for you guys to bear, right? For yeah. a few, five minutes, ten minutes, just talking about your experiences. Mm-hmm. And, you know... Because it's a, we want it to be as interactive as possible. We want to enjoy it as much as you guys enjoy it. So that's going to be a lot of fun. And if you are going to be listening to this, or if you are listening to this episode on the pod now across all of our platforms, make it a date with us next week, which is next Sunday. Mm -hmm. What's next on this date, Bidemi? It will be June something. I'm thinking 21st. It has to be. Yes, so it's June 21st, right. That's Father's Day. So join us June 21st, Father's Day, um, 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 9 p.m. plus 1 West African Time. And come and hang with us, okay? Yeah. Yeah, so don't just sit on the pod. Come and hang with us and you can also be part of this session. See how I'm fresh, for God's sake. Oh, Lord. Thank you, guys. This thing cannot be normal. It can't be normal. You know. No. It can't be normal. I don't know. For everybody that joined today, I just want to say thank you. I, I waved that as many people as I could. So thank you guys. We love that thank you, you guys for joined joining. us. Next week will be our final episode. We hope that you join us early to the late comments. No shade. Yeah. But and all our to... once in a while listeners to are seeing you, you better come next week because that's it. You will not be seeing our faces for a long time. Long time. You know? But yeah, so thank you guys for being a part of this. I'm I'm really, really appreciative of you spending your one full hour with us and thinking Mm -hmm. that whatever we have to say is important to you. Thank you. We really appreciate that. But on that note, see you next week. It's not goodbye yet. See you next week, okay? Deuces. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Bye. Bye.